Welcome to the Art of Medicine, the program that explores the arts, business, and clinical aspects of the practice of medicine. My guest today is Dr. Stephanie Freeman. Stephanie, welcome to the Art of Medicine. Doc, thank you so much, Dr. Wilner. I am so happy to be here. I am Dr. Stephanie Freeman. I'm a double board certified critical care physician. I help physicians who are struggling with their jobs, burnt out with their careers, or who just want some career advice. Through my books, webinars, coaching, and speaking, I help physicians discover alternative jobs and careers in medicine so that they can practice medicine on their own terms. Wow, sounds like a busy day. Okay, so tell me, let's start with locums because uh, I know locums helped me a lot in, in my career at various yeah. phases. And uh, so briefly, what is locums and how, how does it sort of integrate into your life? Yes, yeah, so a locum tenens physician is a physician who works as an independent contractor on a as needed basis to fill in the gaps for healthcare organizations. So locum tenens technically is Greek for placeholder. So that's exactly what you are. So if an organization has some short-term staffing needs due to either, you know, somebody's out sick, somebody's on vacation, somebody left, or they're building a program and they're trying to ramp up their clinical staff, they'll oftentimes bring in locums doctors to work um, on a temporary basis. And so that's what locums is. I've been doing locums since 2008. I fell into it by accident and I absolutely fell in love with the locums lifestyle. And you are an ICU physician, is that right? Yes, I'm a critical care physician. Critical I, care. Um, so are there yes. locums opportunities for, for something? I thought locums was just sort of for GPs and, you know, obstetricians, but mm -mm. Um, there's actually opportunities for critical care physicians. And with this pandemic, the opportunities for critical care physicians has skyrocketed. I'm telling you, I just got a voicemail and a text message and an email. Um, they need help. But here's the beautiful thing about locums. Every physician in every specialty is needed because there is a physician shortage across the board. So I know people who are cardiothoracic surgeons who do locums. I know people who are burn surgeons who do locums, family practice, internal medicine, hospitalists, anesthesiologists, emergency medicines, general surgeons, nephrologists, infectious disease. There is a need for locums. And even if we don't want to call it that, there's a need for temporary staffing. There's a need for people to moonlight. There's a need for people to pick up extra shifts. There's a need for people to perform to you know, provide a weekend coverage or call coverage or holiday coverage. So however you wanna call it, there's always a need for all types of physicians to work extra, to work in other uh, situations in order to provide additional help and additional coverage. So the need is great and it is there for all physicians in all specialties. Now, when I researched the terminology, I remember when I was writing my, my locums book, you know, I was struggling with moonlighting and finally I decided that moonlighting is locums when you already have a permanent job. So you've already got a job and the moonlighting is sort of a bonus. So is, is locum something that you do part-time or is it something that you do full-time? How about you? Do you do it full-time? I do locums full-time, but like you said, people have always moonlit, you know, 
physicians have always moonlit. I mean, I used to be that physician during residency. I was, as soon as I got permission. So as soon as I got my unrestricted license and my, and my program was like, yes, you can moonlight. I was that person. So that's why the whole concept of locums fell in nicely to me because I always knew that there was an extra gig on the side that you could get as a physician. And so that's what I kind of look at locums as, but I just made a career out of it. So I do locums full time. I've tried to have permanent jobs, Dr. Wilner. I like to tell everybody I'm unemployable because I don't do hospital politics. I don't do the politics and the managerial changes and people thinking that they can control your life simply because they give you a paycheck. I'm not that person. So I do locums because I can control my schedule. I decide when I want to work, where I want to work, how much I want to work. And if I don't like a place, I give my 30 day notice and I don't go back. So you can do locums to fit any type in whatever need you have as a physician, you can find locums to fit. So I always tell people, I'm like, even if you have a permanent job, I'm not advocating anybody quit, but I think locums needs to be in your armamentarium. So if you can, let's say moonlight, if you have, you know, an extra weekend a month to go do something else, if you have a couple of nights a week that you can provide call coverage, you know, things of that nature. Um, so yeah, you can do a full-time, part-time, do it for a couple of months, do it for years like I do. Have you been, now, you know, one purpose of working, right, is to earn a living. And yes. uh, so in terms of locums, do you earn more, do you earn less? Does it depend? What, what's been your experience? Typically you earn more because as a locums physician, you are a contract worker. And as a contract worker, you are typically uh, 1099 workers, which means that you get all of that money. So in addition to getting a higher hourly rate, because places will pay you a higher hourly rate because you're not uh, a contract, you're not a W-2 employee, so they don't have to pay for your health insurance and your retirement and things of that nature. So they give you a higher hourly rate. And then if you're classified as a 1099, you get all of the money. So no taxes are withheld. And so that can be both a blessing and a curse if you don't have a good financial team to help you manage all of that money so that you don't get hit with the huge tax bill at the end of the year plus penalties. But all of that is very manageable just with a little bit of tweaking and a little bit of planning. All right, just to be clear, you get all of that money, but the federal government is still entitled to their piece that you're gonna give them so you bring all of that money home because there's no taxes withheld on the front end. So you have to pay your taxes on the back end. <laughs> now, you know, there's other reasons though to work locums besides, you know, cash. And one is uh, travel. Have you been to any interesting places? Oh my gosh, yes. So I used to do locums in St. Croix and that was amazing because it's a small island. It was a small hospital. And so their ICU was only a five bed hospital. So the understanding was that I would come in round. And then as long as I was on my on call and available via cell phone, I could have the rest of the day to explore the island. So that's exactly what I did, Dr. Wilner. So I would go to work, see the patients. I'd leave about 12 or one. 
then I would spend the rest of the day on Rainbow Beach. And it was amazing. That was so much fun. And then this year, I actually got to go to Alaska on a locum's assignment. And Alaska is absolutely amazing. And um, I had a day off in, in the midst of my assignments because I worked a stretch of days and then I flipped to work a stretch of night. So I had like a day off. And so I was able to drive up to the mountains and go uh, walk around one of the ski resorts and it was absolutely amazing so and it was a lot of fun and then I got to do locums in Florida and so that was fun because I would work the night shift and then once again during the day shift I'd go to the beach for a couple of hours so locums has been an amazing opportunity for me to see some really nice places in the continental U.S. and so it's actually been a lot of fun. You know, I know for me, when I was doing locums, it taught me what I really wanted in a permanent job. Mm -hmm. I discovered I liked, I liked a teaching scenario where I had residents. That was fun. I liked a big, not a super big hospital, but kind of like a medium size, you know, level one, level two hospital. So we could really take care of the patients and weren't transferring all the super sick ones away. Uh, geography, I was all over the country, but it didn't really matter to me. You know, I don't know, once I was in the hospital, it was like, I'm inside the hospital. It could be South Dakota, it could be Minnesota. You know, you walk down the hallways, it's like, what state am I in? I don't know. There's something kind of universal, right? About right. being inside. Although that St. Croix Beach does sound uh, uh, tempting. Um, well, I know you wrote a couple books about locals. What, what's in there? Why, why did you do that? Well, I wrote a couple of books about locums because I just wanted to give give people sometimes this the quick and dirty about it. You know, what are some of the benefits? What are some of the things you need to look out for? What are some of the things you need to do to prepare for it? Because we, I, I don't really call them books. I call them booklets <laughs> because they're tiny. They're pamphlets. I'm real quick, direct and to the point we don't have a lot of time to read through a lot of fluff. So I'm like, boom, 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 boom. But yeah, I wrote those books to kind of serve as a starting point for people who are interested, who want kind of a blueprint about how to get started. And so that's really why I wrote my books. And then I just kind of wrote one of my books just to share some of the things that I've learned along the way. What about so I want to get started. What about staffing agencies? Do I need a staffing agency? Is that a good thing, a bad thing? They are great. But you have to realize that they are salespeople. The easiest and quickest way to get started with locums is to go through a locums agency because they have access to all the jobs. They will get you credentialed if they will, if licensing is an issue, if they're offering licensing for that particular assignment, they will get you a state license, a DEA number, they will get you your hospital privileges. Um, they play for pay for travel to and from. So it's great. And they pay on a regular and consistent basis. You know, so I always recommend that people always get started. I think at with a locums agency, I do think that after you've been doing locums for a while that you can kind of circumvent them and you can maybe um, contract directly with healthcare organizations to work on an as needed basis. And so that has its benefits as well, but it does have some drawbacks. Now, what about that St. Croix? I'm going to stick with that, that St. Croix job. Now, did you find that through an agency or all by yourself? 
I've found that through an agency, but I've heard from other people who have been to St. Croix and St. Thomas that you can also contact the hospitals directly. Right. So uh, that was my experience as well. I started out using agencies and then, you know, every now and then somebody would call, hey, Dr. Willing, you know, what are you, are you busy? You know, we need you here. We need you there. What do you think? And the plus of that, of course, is you cut out the, the middleman. But, mm -hmm. you know, the negative is there is no middleman if you get into a contract dispute or they don't pay you. And of course, they might not provide housing or transport. It's all on you. Right. So it takes a, a sort of a little bit of a higher level of sophistication rather than just showing up and letting the agency sort of do uh, everything. I think it works. In, in my experience, it's worked very well both ways. Yes, um, yes. But it's, I think it's probably a good place to start. Now, you mentioned coaching, that you do some uh, career coaching. What's that all about? I do some career coaching. Um, I do have some products, um, some digital courses that I have put together for people who are interested in really kind of getting started with locums like really, really quick and in, in, in a hurry. So I do have some of those. But one of the things I'm most excited about is my upcoming Locums Conference, the Locums Doc Summit, which will be twice a year. So the first one is October 2021, which will be virtual. And the second one is going to be in May of 2022, which was, is going to be a hybrid conference, both virtually and in person. And the reason why I'm doing those conferences is because this is going to be the only conference for locums doctors by locums doctors. And the reason why I'm doing this conference is because I really think locums is the best kept secret in the medical establishment because we aren't taught about it. In medical school and residency and fellowship, we're taught that we're either going to go into academics or private practice. And that's it. And that's really not feasible for a lot of us. A lot of us don't want to do academics. Private practice is so volatile in today's market. You know, long gone are the days of our parents in which you work a job for 40 years and stay there. My mom just retired as a teacher after 42 years, 39 at the same place. But most physician employment contracts are three years and you're not going to make your three years, to be honest with you. And so we weren't taught about the different career opportunities for physicians. And so I um, decided to have these conferences because I wanted to bring together people who are interested in locums or people who do locums so that we can learn more of the things that we need to learn. And we can also have a, a chance to kind of fellowship and meet other locums doctors because one of the downsides of being a locums doctor is that sometimes it's kind of lonely. <laughs> Because you're on the road and then you go to a place and you're just, you're, I'm here. I'm just a local doctor. Am I coming back? I don't know. Y'all might not ever see me again. And so it can be kind of lonely if you think you're the only person living that lifestyle. Yeah, I think that's true. And when I researched this, I looked for sort of a physician locum tenant organization. Mm -hmm. And uh, there isn't one, you know, if you're an infectious disease or a critical care doctor, there's a critical care, you know, organization that has like-minded people. But, you know, locums is so diverse, as we talked about, it's every medical specialty and young doctors, old doctors, part-time doctors, full, it's very heterogeneous, right? Yes. And there actually is no parent locum tenens society of doctors. So- Wait, uh, I share something with you? 
I'm in the process of forming one of those right now as we speak, because there's strength in numbers. There's a lot of needs that locums physicians have that if we came together and, and, and we came together and, and used our numbers, we could have our needs met. Because at the end of the day, locums physicians are independent businesses. And we have to start looking at ourselves as independent businesses. And if we kind of coalesce and bring some things together as individual physicians, but also individual individual businesses, I think we can, you know, have a lot of things change in our favor. Well, that sounds pretty exciting. So if for, we've just really kind of uh, skimmed over the surface here, but I can see you've got a lot of uh, energy invested in uh, locums. If a physician wants to get in uh, touch with you, how would they do that? Yes, yeah, so you can email me at drstephanie at drstephanieicu.com. You can also message me on Facebook because I'm on Facebook all the time. And I also have a Facebook group that all uh, physicians are welcome to join. It's called Creating Careers in Medicine. It's on Facebook, so you can join that. I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Stephanie. Well, fantastic. And I'll put those links in, uh, in the show notes. Uh, so that uh, people can uh, find them if you didn't memorize all that just uh, right, right, on the right. first uh, first pass. Well, Dr. Dr. Stephanie, Dr. Stephanie Freeman, I want to thank you very much for being on the Art of Medicine today and discussing uh, locum tenants. Well, thank you for having me. I certainly appreciate it. This program is hosted, edited, and produced by Andrew Wilner, MD, FACP, FAAN. Guests receive no financial compensation for their appearance on the art of medicine. Andrew Wilner, MD, is Associate Professor of Neurology at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center, Memphis, Tennessee. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on this program belong solely to Dr. Wilner and his guests and not necessarily to their employers, organizations, or other group or individual. While this program intends to be informative, it is meant for entertainment purposes only. The art of medicine does not offer professional financial, legal, or medical advice. Dr. Wilner and his guests assume no responsibility or liability for any damages, financial or otherwise, that arise in connection with consuming this program's content. Thanks for watching. For more episodes of The Art of Medicine, please subscribe www.andrewwilner.com